0: welcome welcome to mama mystery where we took a little break and now we're
1: back you just completely hijacked my intro you didn't warn me you were gonna do that don't
0: care we're back
1: we're back, guys. We had an unexpected break. I don't even know really what happened. We just got so busy. I was planning Funnival, which is like a huge carnival at my kids' school, and I planned it all by myself, which was intense. Um, but it's done now. It's in the past, and now I can resume life as normal. We also have a baby, so that, that kind of takes up some time. That's right. We've
0: been doing shit, but we're back, and we're excited to be back.
1: You're so busy all the time. It's honestly your fault, because you are the one that's What's hard to new. plan let hear the episode. You're the, the one that's hard to make plans with. I can barely get on your schedule. Okay, so I want to update. You my schedule for other things. All right, not that kind of podcast. Anyway, listen, there's a big update in the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell case. Who's Do you remember? That? Austin. Oh my God. Who is that? Are you serious? Lori Vallow, the one that killed her two kids and her ex husband, or her, yeah, her ex husband, and then her so current husband. So it sounds like every ex-wife. other case we've done. No, this is a big, Give this is a big one. Give me something to remember it by. So her husband, her new husband, Chad Daybell, had that, like, religion or cult, I guess, um, where they were, like, leading the 140,000 to God or something, and they were thought that their kids were possessed, and so Tylee and um, her other son, JJ, disappeared. Babe, this was, like, a huge story.
0: I don't remember it at all.
1: Oh, for the love of God. Okay, well, anyway. So what happened? Those of you who are listening who know exactly who I'm talking about because you actually do pay attention to these episodes. being
0: rude. I got a lot (laughs) of shit going on, and we've done 100 episodes. Let's go. Tell the update.
1: Okay, so prosecutors filed a motion this week to seek the death penalty for Lori Vallow if she is convicted of killing her children or her husband's first wife. So Fremont County court records show attorneys filed the intent to seek death penalty Monday, May 2nd. (laughs) According to the motion published by KUTV-TV, prosecutors wrote they will, quote, seek the death penalty against Lori Noreen Vallow in the event of the defendant's conviction for any of the counts of first-degree murder and or any of the counts of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder as charged in the indictment. So remember, they disappeared and they went off to Hawaii, and people were looking for their kids.
0: Okay, that kind of rings a bell.
1: Yeah, and she had ordered a ring for this new man with her her dead ex-husband's Amazon account. Yeah, okay. Okay, I
0: kind of remember this. This was like 30 episodes ago.
1: Yeah, but it's it's ongoing. I know, but you act like I'm supposed updates. to remember
0: it like it was done two weeks ago. It's a big deal. Yeah, no, we probably recorded this a year ago.
1: You're supposed to remember because it's so baffling. It's a big story. Anyway. How do
0: you feel about her getting the death penalty?
1: I think it's wildly appropriate I do. I hope that she does get it because you can't just kill a bunch of people in the name of your religion and, or in the name of psychosis and expect no repercussions. I feel like it's incredibly fair for her to lose her life after she took the lives of at least four people that we know of.
0: You say repercussions funny.
1: You say a lot of words funny. Let's just get into this episode. Repercussions. Okay. So tell me how somebody gets Tell buried. me how to say La Jolla.
0: <laughs> Give me a break. Go.
1: Okay. Today's episode is about Amy Carlson, and she was the leader of a cult called Love Has Won. And this episode has actually been requested multiple times through our website, mamamystery.com. So if you ever want to request a case, you can fill out the form that's on that website and it gets emailed to me. So I do my best to kind of keep up with those and um, do, you know, find as much research as I can to actually produce. A full episode. This one did have quite a bit of info. So it was requested by a few people. So here we go. You ready? Born ready. Okay. Amy Carlson was born on November 30th, 1975, in a small town outside of Wichita, Kansas. She had two younger sisters, and they were raised in a middle class family. When Amy was young, her parents split up and Amy and her sisters were sent to live with their father until their mom eventually remarried and the girls moved in with them in Oklahoma City. But they'd ultimately end up splitting their time between their mom and their dads and their respective families. So growing up, Amy was a good student. She got good grades. She stayed out of trouble. She had a lot of friends and her family said she also had a beautiful singing voice, And although these things, you would think, would manifest into this confident, independent woman, she often found herself in really toxic and abusive... Okay, you've dropped it twice. Just put it down.
0: Keep going just dropped a bottle cap it's not the end of the world just stop playing with it okay
1: so anyway you would think that all these things would manifest into this confident independent woman but she often found herself in these toxic abusive relationships so she started drinking at a young age likely with her peers and then that just kind of snowballed into an actual issue with drinking she also started experimenting with really bizarre ideations like the concept of starships and new age spirituality. Interesting. So by the time she was 30 years old, she had been married multiple times and had three kids, but her own mom says that Amy was never very maternal. She just didn't have that motherly warmth with her kids. She said she had no problem leaving her kids with other people. She was just pretty absent. She was working as a manager at a McDonald's in Houston, Texas, when in 2006, she was 32 years old and she went to Thanksgiving dinner with her family. And after dinner was over, Amy left, but she left by herself without her kids or her husband. And she never looked back. She just dipped. Turns out she had been having an affair with a man that she met online who called himself father God. And Amy left her entire family, husband, and kids to go be with this man. So Amy met this man. His name's Amareth White Eagle. Sorry. Uh, People are weird. Anyway, Amareth White Eagle. On a website called lightworkers.org, where she contributed posts pretty regularly, and in one post dated September 1st of 2007, she said, I'm cleaning the kitchen when I feel a tap on my shoulder and a whisk of air in my left ear. And then I heard a lower-toned voice, not really even a voice, it was like a, a message, a violin would play in its music, and it said, President of the United States. And I thought, what? What in the world does that mean? I dismiss it, and then I hear... You are going to be the president of the United States. Oh, good
0: lord. End quote. She posted this on lightworkers.com.
1: Yes.org. Yes.
0: Is that just like a dating site?
1: No, it's it's like a blog, but like with other contributors. Think of it as like a Reddit for new age spirituality. So, anyway, it's safe in my opinion to assume that Amy was probably suffering from some mental illness and or it on was drugs or on drugs and it was being left untreated. And left to just spiral out of control, which we will see in this story. But this is just one of the first posts that really make you kind of question her mental state because um, she's obviously taking these these voices seriously. She's on drugs. Or she's on drugs, which is very possible. She started to refer to Amarith as her twin flame, which just, you know, that whole thing is ruined for me now since MGK and Megan Fox, they call each other like they're twin flames. They have weird names. Oh,
0: man. If you haven't kept up on this, Machine Gun Kelly, who is complete trash and is also my beautiful wife's celebrity crush. Used to be. Be quiet. Used to be. Be quiet. quiet. (laughs) shut your mouth oh my God. <laughs> so she that's her celebrity crush machine gun kelly
1: used to be be
0: quiet <laughs> let me just speak i let you speak for all these minutes without interrupting you and then megan fox who's a lunatic and they just posted recently about how they drink each other's blood for spiritual reasons if you didn't know that it's freaking weird and she said that sometimes he'll basically take a glass and rip his chest open and cut it open and say, take my soul.
1: And she's like, yes, daddy, yeah. bleed on me. That's their
0: thing. So is that what twin flame is?
1: <laughs> no, but that's what they call each other. And she would, she would go on these interviews like Jimmy Fallon and say, oh, he's just my twin flame. I knew he was this broken soul that I just had to care for and blah, blah, blah. And now... I like Twin you a lot. I'm just, not sucking your blood. No. well, Yeah, we'll pass. But okay. anyway, that's just kind of what this...
0: You should make a sticker that says sucking blood.
1: No. Okay. Um, anyway, she said that they were two bodies sharing a single soul. We're back to Amy and Father God now, Okay. She said they were two bodies sharing a single soul, and he was father God, and declared that Amy was mother God. And with that, she realized she had a calling, and it was to awaken every human on the planet. Sounds like we're still talking about Megan Fox, but we're actually talking about Amy. She believed that her body was a filtration system, cleansing the world of negative energies and low vibrations, which in turn caused her horrible pain and suffering. A filtration system for drugs. When Amy left her family, she moved with Father God to Crestone, Colorado.
0: And really got into the drugs. Okay, I'm done interrupting. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: According to an article on Amy Carlson in the Rolling Stone, it's perfectly described as a place where, quote, New Age spiritualist healers and UFO enthusiasts have found the area, including those... Who thinks Saguache County's concentrated spiritual energy makes it a prime location for interdimensional portals, a place where a higher level of communion with the divine is possible. Sounds like just real hippie shit. Like, I can't get into it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's the perfect place for hippies who want to live off the grid with their weed and their crystals and it reminds me a lot of the movie Wanderlust. Have you seen that movie?
0: No, but I kind of heard of it. And it goes with what you're talking about. I know
1: that. Yes. So it's like this satirical movie with Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. They start out as this couple living this like high-stress life in Manhattan. And they move into this free-loving commune where people smoke a lot of weed, take hallucinogenics, roam the land nude, poop in bushes, and live as just one big twin flame bonfire. Anyway, it's a good movie. So in two thousand seven it movie. It's pretty funny. Oh, it's yeah, like, because it it's made, it's satirical, yes. Okay. Or satire. Satirical. How do you say that word? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Doesn't matter. In two thousand seven, Mother and Father God started a YouTube channel and they started posting almost daily to this YouTube channel. She was basically regurgitating established new age beliefs as her own, but in the style of a newscaster. She claimed she had a closer relationship with Robin Williams, that she was over 19 billion years old and had lived over 500 lives, and that she was not only Jesus Christ, okay? She's Jesus Christ, but she's also Cleopatra and Marilyn Monroe and the queen of an ancient mythical city called Lemuria, during which time Donald Trump was her father. (sighs) Like, you can't even keep up. You can't even keep up. But more fascinating than all this mumbo jumbo bullshit is that people believed her, Austin. People in various countries around the world actually believed this woman. Amy and her man, Emerith, had over 200 ambassadors all over the world who not only believed her, but would donate money to them, like tithing to them. And that's how they supported their lifestyle,
0: People are so weird. Like, think about how strange that is.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we can laugh about it, but there are people who fully believe, who are completely engrossed in what they're saying. So in 2014, Amy and Amareth would ultimately split up, and Amy got with a new man shortly after, Michael Lamboy, who called himself Archangel Michael Silver. <laughs> and together... What would my name be? Here if I could just again. like make up a name. I think, you know, Kelly means I, why, war, <laughs> Let's
0: just keep going with the story.
1: <laughs> it means warrior woman. Anyway, I don't know why. I stuck with that as a child and I was like, ooh, I'm Kelly and I'm strong. Yeah. Anyway, warrior woman Evans. That's me. So anyway, Archangel Michael Silver <laughs> and together they named their holy group. Love has won. So now their religion actually had a name and eventually became a 501c3 nonprofit oh charitable organization.
0: It's just so, so. bizarre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It sounds like when you're a little kid and you start making up rules like like the floor is volcano mm-hmm. and you can only last in the volcano for five seconds and you gotta jump back on the playground and you play tag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only these people do that and they and believe they, believe it. It. they believe
1: it. They believe it's actual lava. Yeah. Yeah, they're seeing it, they're smelling it, they're they're feeling it. I can feel the heat. So when Amy met Michael, he apparently had end-stage lung cancer and already had one of his lungs removed, okay, according to him or her, I don't know. Miraculously, though, Amy healed him. At first, Amy was a very charismatic and charming leader. She was soft and cheerful with these followers, but her drinking problem began to rear its ugly head, and Amy was not a nice, loose, funny drunk. She was mean, and some would even say just completely hateful. And as time went on, by 2018, the followers who who believed with their whole hearts that Amy was God began to see more and more of a violent, hostile Amy. Amy. She was mean to kids in the group. She would lock them in closets for timeout. And there's one video where she's seen holding up a cat by its neck and shaking it because the cat was apparently disobeying her. It's crazy. And it's, that actually is very upsetting. It's not funny at all. In August of 2018, Amy and Michael broke up and Amy moved on to Jason Castillo So Jason Castillo is like the Seth character in Wanderlust, who is played by Justin Thoreau. He's got the beard and he's got the long hair, often in a ponytail. He likes playing music on his guitar. He's just very deep and condescending towards anyone who isn't attracted to all this light work stuff, right? Jason grew up in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And he remembers at a very young age visiting his grandparents when he says, quote, I'd sit on the stairs and look at this picture of Jesus. There was a beautiful cracked gilded glass above the lamp in the hallway and this auburn glow. I would sit there and just stare at Jesus, who was myself. End quote. So apparently he knew he was Jesus from the ripe old age of six. It's crazy to me that all of these people believe that they are Jesus. Like that is peak level narcissism to be like, I am Jesus. You may call me Jesus. It's weird as hell. His dad left their family when he was only three years old. And he said that that was actually the first time he can recall the responsibility of being a father when their dad left and never came back. Growing up, he was athletic and some would say attractive, excelling in sports like football and baseball. He was very confident. I mean, clearly the guy thought he was Jesus, so there's got to be some confidence there. And in 1999, he was just in his mid-twenties when he married a woman and had four kids with her. About eight years later, he and his family moved to Las Vegas, where he began working for an appliance installation company. And it was around this time that he started dabbling in crystal meth.
0: I don't
1: know. In 2013, he came across Amy in the Love as One group, and he became so enamored with Amy, believing she was God and that God was a woman. So a few years later, he dumped his kids and wife to go join Amy and Crestone. According to a piece done by the Rolling Stone magazine, Jason stayed by Amy's side, catering to her every need, But he also took this opportunity to be the dominant one in the house and really step into his role as the new father God. He was prone to making serious threats. He had violent outbursts and he was just generally unpredictable with his behavior. So at this point, they're still regularly making videos and posting them to YouTube. Members of the group would often get on to answer live questions. But when Amy stopped getting on these videos, one member, Ashley Peluso, tried to explain that if Amy got on these videos, she would actually explode because her vibration is so high and all of yours are so low. Like she would just actually explode. Spontaneous combustion. See, Amy's physical body was essentially a vessel for filtering out all the negativity in the world. So the negativity would pass through her, she would cleanse it, and re-release the positive energy. And this took a major toll on her body. She would take ill people, people diagnosed with cancer, and perform, quote, surgeries on them, where she would remove their brain, cleanse it, and restore it. And boy, these surgeries really took it out of her.
0: Listen... You're doing a really good job telling the story. Okay, so this isn't meant towards you, but this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I feel like I've been listening to just BS this whole time. And I hate to be rude, but can we just get to the point of what she did, the crime? Because this is ridiculous. This is the most bizarre bullshit I've ever heard.
1: I'm going to keep going. Okay, perfect. She... (laughs) these surgeries, Austin. They would really take it out of her. She was left so sore that over time, Austin, she lost her ability to walk. So Jason Castillo would literally carry her from the bed to the bathroom or wherever she needed to be, and Amy started drinking more and more to soothe her pain because they didn't believe in modern medicine, but vodka was organic and derived from from, like potatoes or something, right? So it's natural. So it's fine.
0: I'm going to cruise Instagram, but I'll be
1: listening. Austin...
0: (laughs) This is ridiculous.
1: Listen. So to fund their lifestyle, you like this part, you're an entrepreneur. They would charge 22.22 for these life-saving procedures. $22.22.
0: And people paid it.
1: Yeah. To have their brains cleaned.
0: Oh, my God, right. <laughs> I don't need, yeah, that's a good deal, right?
1: They'd also sell their essential oils, crystals, and colloidal silver. So colloidal sil- silver, which is important, okay? Listen. It was believed to be this cure-all supplement, and Amy took it so often that she started turning blue. Her skin started turning blue. Google her. She's yeah. blue. Um, blue.
0: She looks da-ba-dee-da. like... She looks a Smurf.
1: Yeah, she looks like the character on Willy Wonka Smurf. that turns into a blueberry. Yeah. In some picture, pictures, which I will post on Mama Mysteries Instagram, she literally appears to be this grayish-blue color. And it's not a filter. It is her. They even claim on their website that their colloidal silver cured COVID nineteen, and that. So these you, people
0: are still around. Germany, Christmas. Oh,
1: Austin, this is current. They claimed that it cured COVID nineteen, and that if you had the symptoms, you were just like supposed to up your dose five times. So they could
0: be listening to this. Sure. Uh, I don't like you guys.
1: But the FDA was quite quick to squash that and make them remove that claim from their website. So online, they demanded donations from their followers. And in one video, a member was seen aggressively threatening, quote, anyone who tries to fuck with us, we will fucking kill you because there's no time left. And we've seen our moms suffer so much. I know that so many people watch these live streams. I know that there's rich people out there with millions of dollars who watch these. And how dare you? We're coming for you, end quote. Like the entitlement. Oh, man, the entitlement. The irony is baffling that this group is called love has won, but they have done anything but show love, right? At times, Amy would be so erratic and violent that she would berate her followers while on the live stream. And in one video, she can be heard screaming at one of the members to bring her tequila saying, quote, where's my tequila? You dick horse. Okay. End quote. I'm sorry. This is getting so derailed. This I has just, derailed. Yeah, come on.
0: Man. Let's just get to the point.
1: Stop saying that.
0: <laughs> You're doing fantastic at telling the story. Okay. It's just this is ridiculousness. Well,
1: I just needed you to know how crazy it was. I
0: get it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so in August of 2020, Austin, Love Has Won had about 200 dedicated members, and it was then the Amy and 14...
0: 200 just, people paying $22 a month? No. Oh, no, that was for the brain surgeries. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Stupid. They should have been signing for the me- it for the membership. Get an OnlyFans. Good Lord. Go ahead.
1: You raised some very good points. Anyway, yeah. they decide to move to the island of Kauai, Hawaii, to help heal herself. And here, she announced that she was Pele, which is the Hawaiian goddess of fire and volcanoes. Pele and is that-
0: one of the greatest soccer players of all time, is who Pele is.
1: Well, okay. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. So, this goddess Pele created the islands of Hawaii, but the locals were not having it. They were pissed that she was culturally appropriating Hawaiian spirituality, and hundreds of residents actually pro- protested outside of the Love Has One house. And it got so bad, Austin, that even the mayor stepped in and told the Love Has One group that their safety could not be guaranteed. Amy responded back in a video saying, "Quote, fuck off. I'm Pele. <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> She said, fuck off. I'm Pele, bitch. (laughs) Don't push me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't even read it. I'm I'm Pele, bitch. I heard you. (laughs) That needs to be a sticker. We need to
0: preface this episode with this is the stupidest episode we've ever done. I'm going to put a preface on it after we're done. Quit laughing. Keep going.
1: (laughs) Okay. Fuck off. I'm Pele, bitch. Don't push me is what she said. Amy and her 14 minions eventually tried to relocate to Maui, but literally were stopped at the airport by police and they were told they were essentially not allowed to come into their island, so they all then returned to Colorado. That's crazy. Like you're stopped at the airport and they're like, "No, no, no. You cannot come in here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want you." Fun That's made crazy. Them feel powerful. Yeah. Shortly after this, Amy was featured on an episode of Dr. Phil. Amy's family had reached out to the Dr. Phil show in an attempt to intervene and help Amy because it was pretty clear just by looking at her that her physical health was deteriorating just as quickly as her mental health was. She told Dr. Phil she had stage five cancer, but she didn't elaborate on what type of cancer it was, just that she had cancer and essentially it's everyone else's fault because of their negative behavior that her body is having to process. But nothing came from that Dr. Phil episode. Amy refused any type of help and nothing changed. So in April of 2021, Amy was staying at a rental property in Mount Shasta, California. The landlord stated that he spoke to Amy on April 10th and that he told her goodbye because it seemed pretty obvious that she was nearing death at this point. She was not doing well. She kept getting thinner and thinner. The pain was so bad, she would spend hours in the shower for relief. She tried to drink alcohol to numb the pain, but couldn't keep it down. And what's actually sad, truly sad about this, is that as Amy's health deteriorated, she actually started breaking down and asking for her members to take her to the hospital. But they refused, saying... Literally, quote, nope, there's just no way, and we know exactly how hijacking works, and you can bet your ass that someone in that hospital, whoever it would be, would get hijacked and go straight for mom, try to do who knows what, they would try to take her to surgery, they would try to do some crazy shit, so absolutely not, end quote. They would try to save her, they would try to save her life, and her followers weren't allowing any kind of intervention, So instead, Amy was treating herself with more colloidal silver, which some believe has immune support benefits, but there's no scientific evidence to support that theory. The details of the following weeks are murky at best. At some point while staying in Mount Shasta, California, Amy passed away. But we don't know what day she actually passed away because nobody reported it or alerted the proper proper authorities. Instead, her followers loaded her up into a vehicle and drove her 1,200 miles away to a home in Creston, Colorado. And it was there that the followers wrapped her body in a green sleeping bag and adorned her with faux fur shawls, beaded necklaces, glittery eyeshadow, a crown, and twinkling Christmas lights. Austin, she laid there for months, deteriorating while other people, including two children, lived in that home. That is until the landlord figured out what was going on and went to the police. On April 28th of 2021, Miguel Lamboy went to the Salida Police Department and told the police that they would find the mummified remains of Amy Carlson at his home. When officers arrived, they were greeted by one of her followers. The police asked him where Amy was, and this follower said, and I think it was Jason, but I couldn't confirm that. But he literally is so nonchalant and he's like, mother is at rest. Just calmly like that. Mother is at rest. Mm -hmm. So as you can see on the body cam footage, they make, and I'll put this on the Mama Mystery Instagram page if you want to check it out. But they make their way through the house, which is just completely covered in lights and flower paintings and rainbow and unicorns and Montserrat leaves and twinkling strands of Christmas lights. In the background, it looks like there's some weed being grown. It's like walking through an acid trip. When they finally make their way back to the room where Amy is, she's completely enshrined in lights and color. It's like a rave. The officers actually laugh once they realize what exactly it is that they're looking at, which I can see how some might view that as insensitive. But for one, these officers are probably pretty desensitized to morbid stuff. But two, this is beyond anything they've probably ever seen. The preposterousness of this situation is kind of a bit entertaining. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it, right? I mean it's enough to drop your jaw. The laughter is probably more from their minds just being blown than actually finding the situation funny. But um, it's it is a little bit disturbing because you do see her in the video, but it's not she's not even recognizable. It's you're looking at a mummy. So her autopsy revealed that even though she told her followers and Dr. Phil that she was suffering from cancer, cancer did not exist in her body. However, it was determined that Amy died from a combination of alcohol abuse, anorexia, and chronic colloidal silver ingestion. Narcotics were also found in her system. The six people that were there were charged with abuse of a corpse and child abuse, but the charges were later dropped. So how do people fall for cults? Amy Carlson, David Koresh, Charles Manson, Lori Vallow, and Chad Daybell, Jim Jones, David Miscavige. These are just a few of the names on a very long list of infamous cult leaders. Each one lit a cult that by common sense standards seems impossible to stand for. So how can we look at these cults and what they do within the cults and wrap our heads around how people fall for this shit, right? Well, Daniel Shaw, who is a psychoanalyst and cult recovery specialist, describes a common practice within cults called love bombing, where in the beginning, the members or leaders of the cult just completely swoon over the new members in order to win them over. They're, quote, hyper-friendly, hyper-empathetic, leaving them to feel deeply cared for, deeply understood, and deeply welcome, end quote. And it's worth noting that it's probably not uncommon for a newcomer to be preyed upon if they're vulnerable. So often these victims are people who have just gone through something traumatic, whether it be divorce, a close death, homelessness, or just overall helplessness. And they're trying to fill that void with anything to make them feel better. Often they're desperate enough to try anything. So when these cult leaders reel them in and give them that void, a little taste of what it's like to feel full The cult leader then gains control. So after Amy passed, there were some branch-offs from Love Has Won. Some members started their own group called 5D Full Disclosure, which is a more liberal approach to Amy's teachings. It's still going on today. The rules aren't as strict, but the beliefs still apply. Jason Castillo started his own group called Joy Reigns, and he tells everyone that he merged his energy with Amy, so he is now the mother-father god. (laughs) He's just two became one. And for Amy's family and for the friends and family of the many Love Is One members whose lives have been consumed by this group, the message is different. They hope that members of Love Is One, as well as anyone else, will come to believe that there are other healthier ways to feel and spread love. They believe that love does not create systems of control, nor does it thrive in guilt. It does not abuse in the name of calling out bad energy, It does not compel people to leave their families and surrender their autonomy, individuality, or previous identity. They argue that when someone asks you to take them to the hospital to save their life, if you love them, you do it. So that is today's episode. I post the resources with the script, which you can find on Patreon. But I will tell you, Rolling Stone did an excellent article on this, and there's actually another follow-up article with it as well. So there's two if you're really interested in diving in, because I just kind of scraped the surface. I think you went in plenty. (laughs) You think that, but babe, you would be shocked to find out how much more they did. But anyway, thank you all so much for being so patient while we came out with this next episode. We're going to try to record another one this week. We have a podcast studio being built, which is so exciting. You want to say anything about it?
0: It's just a surprise for Kelly. She doesn't know anything about what's going on. I'm building it out, and I'm excited to surprise her.
1: I am so excited because we're going to bring you guys... Even more content, even more forms of content with this studio. I am so excited, and we've also signed up to go to the travel or the true crime podcast festival in Dallas at the end of August. So, if any of you are from Dallas, um, Google that, check it out. Hopefully, we get to meet you when we're there. But that's a few months away. I'm so excited, though. Yeah, so excited. So cool. All right,
0: great job, Mama. Mystery,
1: mystery out. out.
0: Say bye. Uh, that's my role, Mama. Mystery out. Bye.